Hey friend, welcome to the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Planter Podcast. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Planter Podcast, where we speak about faith, growth, and lifestyle. Today, I'm really honored and happy to introduce to you somebody who has been very influential to me. Um, She has also started a platform called Women of Purpose. She also has the dialogue on YouTube and is also a speaker as well. So I would love to introduce to you all Jessica Chinyelu. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on The Planter. Super excited. Thank you so much for coming on The Planter. And you're the first one that actually cheers. Usually I have to be the one clapping in the background for the person. (laughs) (laughs) And let me then let me clap. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Having me. It really is an honor. Thank you. And I know it's going to be awesome. Your story is pretty amazing. And I want people to know about you and what you do and how you and how you got to what you're doing. So the first question that I have for you, obviously, like, tell us about yourself. Like, who are you? And well, it's a two part question. Who are you? And what was your journey to really knowing Christ for yourself? Yes. Great question. You know, I usually don't like answering questions like this because it's so funny. I really don't like talking about myself that much. It's always really awkward for me. But um, for those who really do want to know me, I'm Jessica Chinyelu. Um, I'm a Nigerian-American, and I started a nonprofit organization called Woman of Purpose. And Woman of Purpose is an organization that empowers, equips, and leads women to pursue their God-given dreams through online resources and also uh, conferences, which is an annual conference that we host every year. Um, through Woman of Purpose, birth my YouTube show, Dialogue, where I interview a lot of different people, primarily Christian people um, or women who have started businesses, um, just to really share their stories, to you know encourage others to just take that journey of faith to starting whatever it is that God has called you to do and also to discuss relationships and just all kinds of different aspects of life. Um, but, you know, for the longest time, you know, my journey with God and where I am now, it hasn't always been that way. Um, I really just kind of had this whole thing where I went through an identity crisis um, where I didn't know who I was in Christ and didn't really understand where God wanted to take me. I mean, I think I really didn't give my life to Christ, even though I grew up in church. It wasn't until 2009. And before 2009, I was literally like this club girl, um, lived a promiscuous lifestyle, um, did multiple different things, couldn't figure out like where I was going, even though I was in school. And then in 2009, the Lord, he really spoke to me and he was just like, you have to change your life. Otherwise, you're going to go down a path of destruction. And so um, that year, I just really became very intentional about the decisions that I made. And as far as the things that I was doing with my life, um, he also began to um, plant in me all of these different visions about hosting a women's conference. And at that time, I thought, you know, this is going to be something that I should start right away. So I started 
taken a lot of different steps to create things on my own and start it with a bunch of different group of friends. And that really didn't work. Um, so I had a friend that was like, you know what, Jessica, I think you just need to calm down. Why don't you find a home church so you can really learn God's word? Um, we prayed together about it, ended up finding a home church that year, um, found my first mentor and he really just encouraged me, took me in as his own, like I was his daughter, um, his own flesh and blood and things just kind of happened from there. And because I used to be a club promoter, he was like, you can't be in the club scene anymore. You have to find something to do that's more safe. And so I started hosting these Christian open mic nights. And all that time, these women who saw my club lifestyle in the past, they were like, oh my goodness, what's going on with this girl? Like one minute she was doing club events and now she's promoting Jesus. How is it that she's gone through this transformation? And women just began to start following me. And one thing led to another. And all these women were just like, hey, can you put together an event for women? Or can you do something for women? And in my mind, I was thinking, absolutely not. I don't want to do it because women are catty. And I've, I just don't want to do it. Um, but there was one phone call that I received from a young woman. And it just kind of broke me. And I was very convicted that, you know what, I really need to do this. And it was in 2012 that Woman of Purpose had their very first women's fellowship in my house with just eight women. And with those eight women, um, it was a very powerful night. There was really no plan in place. But one girl goes, oh, my God, this is going to turn into a conference. And I began to remember back in 2009 when the Lord had downloaded and planted that seed in my spirit of having a women's conference. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's when the light bulb moment went off for me. And I was like, that's what he was talking about. And after that, like six months, seven, six, seven months later, we had our very first conference and it was sold out, you know, over 500 women in attendance and God just blew my mind. And I was really excited. And that's how I knew that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is how I really, um, that's just kind of been my journey. Like I think through everything that I'd gone through being the club promoter. And I think I forgot to mention that after club promoting, I went into wedding planning. And then after wedding planning, I started going into the Christian events, but through all the things that I did in the past, I, I don't take my past lightly. Like I look at it and I'm thankful for it because all of that made me who I am today. Um, and I don't think that if I had not gone through the seasons, my dark seasons in my past, the promiscuous lifestyle, the club life, you know, clubbing every day of the week, um, I don't think it would have taught me the things that I know and how to operate in excellence and when it comes to women's ministry and hosting women's conferences. Like it was all a part of the process and the journey. And so what I really love to encourage people or encourage women is that you have to embrace um those seasons of darkness. You have to embrace the past and just know that really and truly everything that happens in your life, it really is working together for your good. So I'm thankful for it. People, women, they see how God has transformed my life. They know the woman that I was and they see the woman that I am now and how God has really done an incredible work in me. So that's been a little bit of my journey um, and how I really came to know Christ and who I am. I love 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 your story i think for me what that shows is that god can take anybody anybody from wherever you are he doesn't need the perfect 
he needs an imperfect person to he can mold and create something from that person and he definitely took you from where you were to who you are now and it's and it's definitely showing like I don't think anybody would have guessed or I wouldn't have known that was your story oh girl so. there's much more to that story but I know you have <laughs> questions so <okay>. blanks <laughs> with a lot of the questions that you have coming later it's fine don't worry about it no it's it's definitely fine but wow, like that's that's deep. And I hope everybody's encouraged that it doesn't matter who, where you came from, like what your past was about, like God can, will take care of it. Everything is for his good, for sure. Just like you said. So, yes, I appreciate that. Yeah. And in regards to creating your organization, did you think that there was something missing in the body of Christ for women like a uh, uh, type of a community where women could heal because you were talking about earlier that um you know a lot of people had a lot of baggage and you know did you feel like something in the body of christ was missing that didn't allow women to kind of let go of a lot of things even though we have church you know oh girl i'm it's so funny i'm so happy that you just said that even though we have church um when i first gave my life to Christ. Like I said, I grew up in church. My mom had me in church. My grandmother had me in church. I would be singing in the choir. Like I was at church every Sunday, sometimes multiple days throughout the week, but I did not really truly understand what it was to have a relationship with Jesus Christ or even like what it meant to have a really true relationship with God. It was just a religious habit or, you know, something that we did, you know, to fulfill all religious, you know, duties. But, um, the biggest thing that I saw is like when I now transition into a half, I'm, I'm completely sold out to Christ in 2009. Um, I realized that many women who had that, you know, we were both all living that, you know, crazy lifestyle. Um, a lot of them were just like, I need friends. I need, a, I need to be around a, a community of women that ha- kind of had a similar past as me. And when I went to church, I discovered that, man, everybody here is perfect. Like, I'm not like these people. Like, I've had sex before marriage. I struggled with a marijuana addiction, and nobody was talking about that. So I felt as if I could not relate. And so that phone call that I received from a young woman um, who was now like, oh, my God. Like, literally, her words were, can you please do something for women? I see how God is working in your life and you don't even know how God is going to use you. And I'm that woman that see admires your transformation. And I looked up to this girl, like you looking at me, but I thought you were perfect. Like you're like little miss goody two shoes. And she's like, no, but I need to be around other women who are like-minded and we're all going on this same journey of, we really want to be more like Christ. And unfortunately, I think that what the body of Christ was missing was transparency and basically authenticity um, of if you have a women's group in church, how are you helping women heal from their past and their past mistakes and, and letting them know that, hey, you don't have to always be around this particular environment. But I struggled with wanting to go back because I didn't fit into the typical church circle. And I think with Woman of Purpose, one of the needs that we were able to meet when it came to a community of women was bringing broken women together where they could 
openly discuss their issues. And literally in that first fellowship, women cried. And many of these women, they all belong to home churches. But we all agree that we weren't able to really truly communicate about our struggles. I mean, we had women that talked about the struggles that they had in marriage. And I'm like, y'all ain't talking about this at church because y'all should be. There were women there who were like, I'm at a church, but for some reason, like, I just don't feel comfortable talking about what I'm going through. The fact that I just slept with a guy last night because, you know, I, I really want someone and I desire someone. And I feel like that's the only way that I can really find love from a man is if I do this. I mean, you had other women who struggled with weight issues, but they didn't know how to talk about it. Like we really opened up the, the door um, for women to just be themselves, be authentic, have real and open conversations. And we were talking about things that people normally wouldn't talk about in church. And I just remember like, this is the community that I've been needing for so long because I feel like when I walk in church, I ain't gonna never talk about any of my issues. I'm gonna just walk in, lift up holy hands and shout hallelujah. And when people say, how you doing? I'm blessed and not be real. And that's not how it's supposed to be. When you think about like the life of Jesus and the type of people that he surrounded himself with, I always, I love the story of Jesus and the woman at the well, because that was a real conversation that Jesus had with her. And through simply being real and authentic and having a genuine conversation, so much came out of that. She ended up being completely sold out to Christ and going out and telling many others about, let me tell you about this man named Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what we had to do with Woman of Purpose and what we, what we have been doing and what we did. And I think that, I think the body of Christ now is starting to, that it's, it's not like it used to be. This was back in 2012 when we started, but I think they're now talking about, you know, building authentic community um, because it's needed. Otherwise, people are not, especially our generation, they're not going to go. If you're not going to open up the door to have these type of conversations, the prostitute, the person, the woman that prostituted her body because that's all she could do in order to pay for school or the per the, the, the student that, you know, did drugs, like, we have to talk about those things. And that's what Woman of Purpose has done. Just to let you know, some of the recording was accidentally deleted in the process of editing. And look at the question that I asked Jessica was, how could a Christian who isn't a part of Woman of Purpose or any type of community find some type of community that could help them better in their faith? To me was finding mentors first. Um, that could help me propel. And um, for instance, uh, many people know that one of my big influencers or, or, um, um, or mentors is Vivian Jokotade. Um, I, before I even really dived heavily into Woman of Purpose or woman, made Woman of Purpose what it is today, um, she was someone that I reached out to and I literally found her online and had no idea that she was, I thought for the longest time, I thought she was a white woman, came across her, sent her an email and just asked her like if she would be my mentor um, and started sharing with her a lot of the things that I struggled with. And we didn't necessarily struggle with this, uh, have the same struggles. Um, I just saw that she was a woman that I admired. And I was like, you know, I want to get on her level and literally just kind of 
set up time to meet with her and she took me in and I absolutely love that. But if there's maybe, you know, um, you're trying to figure out what to do, how to start a nonprofit organization, how to get your blog going, how to get your podcast going. A lot of times, many of those people that can help you are not always in ministry. And I have, um, it's, it's not, and that's not to say that they're not Christians. Maybe they're just not necessarily doing what it would be called quote unquote ministry, but yet it is. It's just not as openly out there as someone like a Heather Lindsay or a Real Talk Kim or a Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of someone who's like a um, um, Lovey Ajay or a Miley Till. Um, I think what they do, it is some form of ministry and they're doing very well at what they do. It's just painted in a different form. And so I, uh, one of my other mentors is, uh, Courtney Sanders of Think and Grow Chick. And I actually, she has, is helping a lot with the rebrand of Woman of Purpose and many things that we're going to do because people have to understand, and this is probably getting, ants going into another aspect of your question, um, but I think a lot of times when people think of ministry, they don't think that there's a business aspect to ministry. And in fact, there is Um, the gospel. It is free, but it's definitely not cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, So for people to put together things like a website for their ministry, um, it takes money. And so you have to think about, like, how are you going to bring in revenue to keep this thing going? Um, And so uh, Courtney is someone who really helps women how to uh, teaches women how to transform their brands or transform their ministries. Um, and we have to think as ministers of the gospel that we need to create products to write a book. Okay. That book is not just going to be given away for free. You're going to sell that book. So you have to be strategic and how you're putting resources out there. Um, so even though she is not a brand that quotes a bunch of Bible verses, um, or is a brand that is, you know, uh, I guess I should say all about church, 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 church. Um, she still, I know that she's a Christian and I know that she is strategic in what she does. And so we've just kind of brought her into woman of purpose to really help us. So I guess to answer your question, I would say find people that are doing very well. Um, that is not necessarily a quote unquote Christian brand, Um, you can always use someone who may not be a quote unquote Christian brand or ministry to help you with what you are doing. Um, so I have different types of mentors. I have mentors that are doing ministry and mentors that are doing non-ministry. Um, but either way it helps me. Um, and a lot of times we talk about challenges or struggles that I've gone through and that they may have gone through and they help me walk and talk through that. The second thing I would say is have a think tank group um, or a uh, what I like to call if it's not a think tank group, it's a mastermind group. There, uh, I think all successful people have some type of think tank group or a um, brainstorming group or mastermind group, because when a bunch of women or just a bunch of people in general. And I keep my mastermind group limited to six to eight people. It doesn't get larger than that. But every my requirement is that everyone in that group must be working on something. And the reason why they should be working on something and they all bring something to the table is because the idea is not for everyone to 
help my brand and help woman of purpose. It is let's all help each other. Every woman should have their own thing that they're working on, whether it's I'm a stay at home wife and I'm trying to put together something to help other moms, or I'm some kind of tech guru and I'm working on developing, um, you know, developing different software or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, every woman should have something that they're working on and you should have other women that are empowering you to do those things. So yeah, those are the two biggest things that I would say um, that have kind of just helped me as far as community. I, I I guess the biggest thing that I want people to get from that is your community doesn't always have to be in church. I think that that was the biggest mistake that I made in the beginning because, you know, in your second question, you wanted to talk about setbacks. I think that was probably the biggest mistake that I made is looking only within people who do ministry, only looking within the ministry circle to help me do what I need to do. And what you'll find is I, I found that I was a, lot, a part of a lot of nonprofit organizations and a lot of ministry circles. And their thought process was, let's go ask a church for money to help support us. And I, I work for a nonprofit organization right now, which is one of the fastest growing nonprofits in the nation called Right Now Media. And it is a nonprofit ministry. And it's crazy because this is a billion dollar nonprofit ministry that is doing very well. And it changed my mindset when I began working for this organization because I was like, we cannot afford to look to churches to help other nonprofits or help fund ministries or other ministries out there because many churches, especially in America, are struggling financially. Um, so there has to be another strategy. It can't be that way. If anything, we should really be looking for those people out in the world that can really benefit from the resources that Christian people offer because they're the ones that really need the help in the first place. So I, I hope that makes sense and I hope that answers your question. Um, I could talk about that all day long because I do believe that um, the church really has to find a way to help uh, believers um, really understand business and also understand uh, what it takes to have a business and that um, it's a lot of strategy involved in it. And Woman of Purpose, we had to change that. We had to change our mindsets about it. Our whole team, like a lot of things are changing for us because that was our mindset in the beginning and we had to transition out of that. Like great advice. I think what I like the most is the idea of a finding a mentor because I believe mentorship is so important. I have a couple of mentors that I talk to. So number one, I think that's great. Number two, the idea of people in the church, just not looking to people in the church, but going out, like not making ministry so seclusive just for us. You know, we're supposed to be reaching out to many different people, especially in the world. And if we can incorporate people in the world into what we're doing, uh, it benefits all the more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I definitely appreciate that. Yep. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Girl, I talk a lot. So you have to stop me sometimes if I start rambling on and on. Trust <laughs> me, you were giving great advice. So I wasn't going to stop telling you like, oh, you got to stop. <laughs> no, but no, I, that's, that's so true. Cause me and my friends, we talk about this all the time and not necessarily the business part. Cause me too, I'm still trying to understand what all of that means in regards to the planner, but more, more the reaching out type of thing. Like one of my values on this blog is to reach and teach. 
So okay. I want to reach people um, that aren't in the in the church. Yes. You know, and I strongly encourage you to do that. Um, it's so important to reach those who are not in the church. That's not to say that, you know, you won't reach those who are in the church. I mean, I think that's important as well. Right. But, you know, people that you bring on your show, um, don't just let it be all ministry people because um, there's so much that we can learn. And when I say ministry people, again, I have to say people that don't, their brands are not like, oh, you know, it's obvious that they're a Christian organization. I mean, I love Court. I, I love my mentor. I love Courtney. Um, she's awesome because her brand teaches women so much. It teaches them more than just Bible verses or inspirational verses. And one thing she always tells me is, Jessica, there's so much inspiration on social media. Anybody can be inspired to do something, but people need to be taught how to do it. And not a lot of people, a lot of a lot of times ministry, it's just read this Bible and, and do this and do that. But if you're still broke as you read the Bible, if you're not using the Bible to, to apply to your everyday life and really help guide you to, you know, becoming financially free or to becoming healthy and living a healthy lifestyle or to really transforming your, your business, um, what good is it? Because that's what the word of God really does for you. Um, and I love the way she just kind of takes the word even without people really knowing that she's doing it, but she literally takes the word and is applying that to, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. And this is, and trust me, I've seen it work. I love how she does it, but it's not really her, her organization or her her business is not branded as ministry. Mm -hmm. So um, it's so unique. It's so cool. You're preaching to the choir right now, by the way. No, you put me on Courtney Sanders because of um, your interview on the dialogue. That's how I started being in her email list, following her on Instagram, listening to her podcast. Like you put me on. I'm Girl, I'm glad I put you on. I, I I love putting women on to her because she is the truth. Um, and she the things that she tells you to do, if you follow what she says, it works. And to me, that is better than someone telling me, go and read the book of Genesis, but gives me no real substance on how the book of Genesis is going to transform me. Um, she fought, she gives you the actionable uh, steps that you need to take. Um, and she's done everything herself. Um, I, so I, I'm kind of that person now where, and I had, that's why I had to, we had to think about, you know, sit down and think about like, what are we going to do with woman of purpose in, in, in the future? Um, we had to transform our minds. We are not looking just to simply inspire people. We really do want to equip women and lead them to pursue a dream and it actually be a reality for them. And not just any dream, because I think a lot of times as women uh, and and not just women, men and women, we get lost in, man, we have thousands of visions, but it's like, which one do we pursue first? And there's strategy behind that. And so um, really just teaching people that, yes, you have many dreams, but there's one that you should be pursuing right now. And God, the Holy Spirit he will tell you which one you need to pursue right now and then lead you to the next and then lead you to the next and then lead you to the next where it just becomes a domino effect. I tell people all the time, like, I, look, 
I, I, I like Beyonce and, and my primary reason for really liking her is because I think her whole life has been so strategic. Since she didn't just start off with Beyonce and then I'm an actress and then there's the perfume line. She didn't do all of those things at one time. It was, I started with Destiny's Child and then after Destiny's Child became the solo singer. And then as I was the solo singer, there came other things like the movie deals. So there, you had to start with one thing first before everything else now starts to come and have a domino effect. So. Um, girl, I could go on and on. I could see <laughs> about this. No, that's it's great. No, I definitely understand. I think that also applies to the idea of, you know, when God tells you to do like you, when you don't know what you're what you're supposed to do, it's always go back to the last thing that God told you to do. So when you complete step one, then you can do step two. You complete step two, you can get to step three. So, yes, I'm with you on that. Um, to get back to more of you and really like where you are right now what work had to be done on your end to like help you to walk into this calling that you're in and to stay in this calling like was there a lot of prayer that has to be done is there a lot of fasting or is there anything that you are doing for you to like continue to stay in this leadership position yeah um my biggest thing was I had to realize that as a leader, when God calls you to be over people, be over women and lead a ministry, um, I had to realize that there were certain things that I could no longer get away with. And um, when I first started Woman of Purpose, I had a lot of things that I was struggling with. And I dealt with two things in particular, the idea of perfection and that I had to be perfect and couldn't really let my guard down and let people know that I'm struggling. And uh, one of the primary things that I was struggling with was I still battled with smoking marijuana. Um, and I wrote one of my most popular blogs, The Gods of My Life, People, Food, and Marijuana. And I was basically coming out to my followers and letting them know that, hey, this is something that I still struggle with, but I have not been able to tell my team about it and the people who are close to me about it because I was ashamed. Um, but it was something that I knew that God was telling me, you have to deal with this thing because this is something that you cannot tell women or teach women to be a certain way and you yourself are not living the life that you're teaching them to live. Um, it's almost as if I was like a false prophet or something. Um, and it was one of the most difficult things that I had to do was giving that up because I, I'd become so dependent on it. Um, it was tough, uh, but I had to completely scrap that out. <laughs> um, very, very tough for me. My prayer life had to really change. Um, and I feel like Woman of Purpose, we grew so quickly that like so many things were happening so fast and I literally like crashed and burned because I got to a point where my prayer life was like non-existent and there were so many women who were depending on me and counting on me to be a source of encouragement to them. And how can you really be a source of encouragement to others when you really need a lot of feeding and nurturing yourself. And I wasn't doing that. I was literally on E and trying to pour out on E and it just wasn't working. And so um, God was really speaking to me about, look, give up that marijuana. You need to really 
take some time for yourself to really cleanse yourself and also pray for yourself and pray for the women who I've placed you over. Um, I also had to really learn how to, I'm one of those type of people that I can be very much in my own world, in my own zone. Um, And so the aspect of community and really um, getting close to people and getting to know people, um, that was, that was, even today, it it kind of is a struggle for me because I'm like, I know who I know. I I don't want to have a lot of friends. I just want to keep my 10 friends that I have, my 10 close friends, and just know a lot of people. Um, But when you're doing ministry, you that's not really an option. Um, you have to get to know people for who they are. You have to be willing to allow people into your space um, and love on people. And loving on people is not, I'm going to be in my own world and just talk to people when I want to talk to. Um, and I would say that's actually probably one of the hardest things for me because um like I said, I just get in my own world and God was really just like, you, if somebody wants to go to dinner with you, go to dinner with that person because you don't know how you're going to minister to that person. Giving people your time, um, mm-hmm. giving people your time, ministry requires, a, it, it, it's a lot of sacrifice um, when it comes to giving people your time and scheduling, organizing, planning. I, I, I used to think I was the most organized person and I'm not. My, I, I had to learn that because ministry involves giving a lot of your time to other people. So trying to have that balance. So I would say those were the three things that I had to really work on the most. Um, one was just completely giving up that marijuana. The other thing was, um, really uh, learning how to give people my time, making that sacrifice. Um, and then, as I said, you know, also just not just wanting to be in my own world. Like it, it was, it was, it was hard. Yeah. Really hard. <laughs> no, like it's good that you are transparent and you figured out what God was telling you to do. So to drop the addiction, that was good. And then also I understand you on, like being in your own world like I'm not really the type of person who's an extrovert I'm more of an introvert I only like communicate really when I have to (laughs) so I definitely understand but it's true like God will definitely push you to do things out of your comfort zone I always tell my friends I'm like it's literally like you do one thing for God you sit like you sit down just for one second it's like up get up get up next thing next thing keep going to the next thing and it's just like whoa whoa. like (laughs) it's like it, it, it gets you off guard but it's like it's continuously showing you how to grow and then also I I feel like he's really teaching you how to love like selflessly love like love you know not the type of love that we think because you know I think we think of love as a more romantic you know type of ideal but being selfless doing things when you really don't want to for somebody somebody that you might not even know mm-hmm. and I'll say another thing too I had to learn how to slow down and this is girl look I'm just telling you all of what I had to go through with. <laughs> And I say this because I'm still going through it now. Like, in life, we get so busy. Like, 
to do our to-do list keep it up i know everybody like now has a social media brand so trying to keep up with your social media brand and keep up with your posts and scheduling this and scheduling that and then still manage to have a social life it's so much like every week somebody has a birthday or a dinner and i'm like i cannot make it i'm right. going for- and then i'm planning a wedding but he's like slow down slow down and i think that we get so caught up in moving fast and you know, I got to get this done and I got to get that done as if there's just not enough time, but there's plenty enough time to get certain things done. Like life is just not going to just speed past us. And we're like, oh my God, I missed it. And I used to always think I'm missing something. I'm missing it. And it's like, the only reason why we feel like we're missing something is because we look at everybody else's life on a daily basis. And it seems like things are happening for them so instantly, like we see on Instagram. And that's really not the case. You know, like I got to a place where I wasn't enjoying like the great things that was happening with woman of purpose. And even in my own personal life, because I was just trying to move so fast and moving fast. Also that you miss those opportunities to minister to people. You miss those opportunities to really get to know people. You miss the opportunities to really and truly love and listen to when people are coming to you because you're just trying to get through everything so quickly. Like, oh, I got to get to the next thing. I got to get to the next thing. And I was miserable, like seriously miserable. And I have to remind myself on a daily basis, slow down, slow down, slow down, like, it's okay. Take your time. I had someone tell me, you know, if you always try to get through things so quickly, you'll end up having to fix all the mistakes that you made because you were moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Like, and so that means you're in, you're going to end up working 10 times harder to fix all the things that you messed up or the mistakes, trying to correct the mistakes that you made because you were moving so fast. And that's why now I'm like, it's okay. Let me really think things through. Let me take my time. Let me enjoy and embrace. It may take me five years longer than someone else, but I'm happy because I know that mine will at least be sustainable. Like overnight successes or getting things really quickly, sometimes that's not the best. It really isn't. So, Right. Slow down. All right. I picked that one up. Because... (laughs) I think in my case, when it comes to because I'm always thinking about, okay the planner, but then I'm also thinking about school and it's a lot sometimes because pre-meds like school may have you feeling like you have to do this, this, this. I don't have time for that. Oh, I have to write a post, but I can't. blah, 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 blah. And it's just like it's a lot. So, yeah, that's one tip that I definitely will take from you to slow down. And then also the comparing yourself to others like that's real. Like legit, y'all, that's real because I um was in like I was praying a couple weeks ago. I don't know, I just felt so I guess down and I just felt inadequate. And I realized through my prayer time God was telling me that you are just comparing yourself to other like your friends. Like my friends are pretty successful. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I have a very good group of friends who are doing great things in their lives and have other great people in their lives and certain things were happening to me um over the summer. I just gotten out of a relationship and I'm seeing other people around me that are in a relationship and it just was like, well how come I couldn't have that? Well then maybe something is wrong with me. Oh well maybe I need to change this. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's just like God was like, girl, (laughs) 
like stop (laughs) like really stop like just focus on what you have and it's so bad because I had my first speaking engagement in the summer and even though I was so happy about it I couldn't even enjoy like what was happening with that like my friend had to remind me that Dami like you've done things that so many people haven't had the chance to even do like don't forget like don't forget where God has taken you and you know so girl with you yep don't compare because if you compare you'll never enjoy anything that God has for you never 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 Mm -hmm. focus on your own thing it will come in its own time that's what I'm come to know yes so Wow, this has been like really great, by the way. This I feel like this is a really good conversation. Um, I, I love it when I'm a part of things where it just comes natural. You know, it, it's a natural conversation. It flows naturally. It doesn't even. This doesn't even feel like an interview. Um, I feel like I'm just sitting down talking to a girlfriend, and I love things like that because I, I like I enjoy being myself. And you know, girl, this. Girl, I just feel like I'm just dropping so much stuff, like bad habits that I had to leave. I think um, another thing that I really struggled with or that I had to do away with as being a leader was understanding, like I talked about perfectionism, you know, earlier and just being myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in ministry, we find ourselves trying to live up to this ministry standard. And I won't lie, in the beginning, I feel like when Woman of Purpose started, that was the beginning of the all of the social media evangelists when they first started coming out and it was a big thing and people were posting the quotes and everybody's standing behind like their picture. They got their arms folded and, you know, you see all their Bible verses or their quotes in the background. That was the very beginning. And I felt like I had to be that. And I was trying so hard to be that in the beginning, but that wasn't me. And whenever I would walk into a room, I'd feel like, you know, I'd I'd watch other people and feel like, oh, well, when I speak, I have to be this way. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I need to dress this way. But that's not who I am. And I always had a go. There was always this guard. And I feel like for a while, nobody was really getting the real Jessica. And so I always appreciate being a part of things like this, when people get to see the real Jessica and be, I've learned over time, it took girl, oof, it took me like <laughs> two and a half years to get there where I could just be myself and be free and, and accept woman of purpose for what it is that it's not this ministry and it's not that. Um, but it took a very long time, but I, I find myself enjoying it a lot more now because I am who I am. And I've, I'm learned to accept and embrace that woman and not try to be live up to the ministry standard. I was, you know, I just recently got engaged. And so for some time, I also was like, ah, well, my fiance, he's not a pastor. I was pushing him to be something that he was not all for the sake of trying to look like the typical ministry couple. And that's not, that's just not who we are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think that if if we tried to be that, we wouldn't even be used the way God wants to use us if we tried to be that. Our story is not even similar to half of the ministry people out there. So um, be yourself. You know, don't try to be what everybody else is. Don't try to, you know, be perfect. Because, you know, many times you don't even know what's going on in some of these people's homes. Um, so you just have to be yourself. Like, be happy with who you are and be content with who you are and be that don't try to be perfect do don't try to be perfect if you could understand like 
what I'm doing behind this microphone. I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's read my mind. <laughs> this is something that me and my friends talk about all the time because we are not quote unquote perfect. Yeah. We're very like, you know, we have a sense of humor that probably most Christians wouldn't really agree with. We've we deal with a lot of different type of people, even though, of course, we are tight knit and we are Christian. We talk to so many different people that are not Christian and we are friends with them. Yep. Like we, you know, like we're the weird ones, like in a party or wherever, like we just do our own thing. And, you know, I was telling my friend, I said, like, what where is the line drawn? Like, I feel like a lot of people um that are in church or who are Christian, I feel like I might not be able to be like so close to them. Mind you, I am Christian. And I feel like I don't know if I could really talk or relate because, because I'm different. Mm-hmm. I'm different. And even with the planter, I was, I was also telling somebody else that I don't want to make it. Oh, I'm putting up a, a, a verse every day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not me. Yeah, I'm more of an, conversation type of person but if there's a verse that you know i want to um share and i feel like the holy spirit is putting on my heart to share i'll share it but if not i'm not gonna do it i'm just not gonna do it because that's not the image that i want to portray because it's just not me yeah and i'm so happy that you like have that say like i'm not the only one (laughs) i've discovered that when you actually sit down and have conversations with people about it like people will be open when you really sit down and just say like, okay, what it really is. Um, those I'm, I just, when you get to a point in your life where you're sick and tired and you're sick and tired, I I feel like I was that person that I'm like, none of this stuff is helping me. Like, yeah, I saw this Bible verse. That's good and all, but I'm at a place in my life where I know God for myself. I know who he is. I know the things that I've prayed to him in my closet about. I know my struggles. I know how I've seen the power of God work in my life. So when I see some inspirational Bible verse where it's really literally like, you know, for the likes or, you know, it's, I I just kind of look at it as I'm at a different season in my life and I'm looking for something a little bit more substantial. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking for something that is really going to help me in certain areas, um, not particularly just to be inspired. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no longer looking for just simply inspiration. Um, and sometimes that's what a lot of it comes across. Um, and when we feel, and I think a lot of other people out there who are starting things, they think that that's the only way to go. I'm like, God is going to give you, or he will give you what you need to be if it means not being on social media, so be it. You know, not everyone in order to do true ministry has to use social media to reach people. In fact, I think that social media, what it's done for me is it's actually kind of pushed me and drawn me away from people where I put on, where I've in the past, I've put on this image and then that's not who, showing an image of who I, who I'm not, who I am not really in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's very important that, you know, th- honestly, the, the true thing is, is really in being yourself, it's who you are online. Is that who you are when people meet you in person? Um, and I had to literally just kind of just say that I, I, I can't, the, the Bible quotes every day. I don't even speak like that. Like, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I love the Bible and I know the Bible. I read it and I study it, but 
I, I want to communicate a language on my social media where people will know that, okay, that's who she is. When I meet Jessica, is she going to be quoting a bunch of Bible verses or right. is she going to be that Jessica that I really see, you know, like that she portrays herself to be. Um, and I think one of the most exciting compliments that I've ever received, it was from a woman named Stacy Flowers and I, she's an online person. We follow each other online and she came into town and sent me an e her assistant sent me an email and said, I'd love to meet with you. And we had lunch together. I mean, we chatted for like six hours. I had other plans, but I cleared out all my plans because I enjoyed my time with her. And at the end, I dropped her back off at her hotel and she said, thank you for being the person that you, for being the person that you are online. I really feel like that the person, the Jessica that I see online is the Jessica that I got to meet today. And I strive to be that person because I've done, I've been a part of enough events to see that it's the most disappointing thing to meet someone that you admire online and then you meet them in person and you're like, is this really the person that I've look at and I like all your stuff and I'm like oh my god I've been I couldn't wait to meet this person and you finally meet them it's like mm. blah 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 you know like yeah. yeah so um that's why it's so important be yourself don't try to make your brand or your you, whatever you're building don't try to make it like somebody else's because when people meet you in person and you will be faced with that day where you have to meet these people in person because ministry is not all technology ministry is also being face to face with people um that be yourself that's why it's so important to be yourself right and i think it, human beings we know authenticity mm-hmm. like we we are attracted to people who are authentic and when you show any sign of like like that it's not authentic um we're just not gonna like you something innate in us that's just it just is what it is and that's a shame though that people feel like they have to be a certain way on social media or a certain way in person but they're totally different either way and no for me my motto has always been like i'm gonna be the same person who i am in church i'm gonna be the same person who i am in front of you the same person in social media like there's you're never gonna tell me dami i thought you were this but you happen to look this way nah like i am who i am just like you said i am who i am yeah and that's just real yeah that's just real and that's another thing when it comes to ministry too like be authentic let people know your story let people know who you are because People in the world, I feel like, look at us like we're just like, just not authentic. Like, how is what you're saying supposed to help me? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we always stay. I think um, with Christians, we kind of just stay within ourselves. So we don't really notice it. And then we try to evangelize. But the thing is, it's like if I know I wrote a post on social media saying that God is going to show his love through us, the people like we are his representatives on this earth. So if you are representing God in such a way that's not real, why why would somebody who doesn't know Jesus want to be a part of this? They'll say, who's your Jesus? Is this what your Jesus has to present to me? Because if that's the case, I don't want to be about it. And it's not just, you know, culturing um, an environment within Christians to you know, better themselves, but it's, again, reaching out to people. So the more authentic that you are, the easier it is going to be to bring people into the kingdom. Yep. Just real. Oh, real. Super real. So the last thing that I want to ask 
is when it comes to people knowing about your organization, how can they stay updated with what you're doing? Like, how can they find you? How can, if they, people want to talk to you, how can they do so? Yeah. So, um, the best way to do that, um, I am usually always on Instagram. I would have to say out of every social media platform there is, I love Instagram. Um, I love pictures and everything. So, um, hit me up, follow me on Instagram at Jessica Chinyelu, and that is J-E-S-S-I-C-A-C-H-I-N-Y-E-L-U. Um, that is also my website, jessicachinyelu.com. Um, and you can always send me some questions, shoot me an email through that website, or just send me an email at jessica at jessicachinyelu.com. Um, and then also, um, for those who want to know a little bit more about Woman of Purpose, um, you can go to IamWomanOfPurpose.com um, or IamWomanOfPurpose.org, whichever one. It'll take you to the same website. Um, but I have a lot of exciting things that are getting ready to come up um, for Woman of Purpose. Super excited. A couple of challenges. We do have our conference coming up in 2017. Um, so I'm very excited about that. We're going through a rebrand and the rebrand really is, um, a couple of questions that I know we didn't get to get to Dami was, um, women understanding their purpose, finding their purpose. Um, a lot of the materials and resources that we're getting ready to launch is to really help women think through that, um, and help them on that journey, um, and really helping them find their own journey versus trying to tag on or attach themselves to another person's journey or their purpose. Um, so I'm very excited about it. Um, and also YouTube, my YouTube channel, um, I have a couple of series that I'm getting ready to release as well um, on the Woman of Purpose Network on YouTube. And I'm so excited. I have, I'm very excited because just God is doing a lot of new things in my life. And I know that you ladies and those who are listening will be very blessed by all the things that God is doing in me right now and what he will be doing with me in the future. I know we will definitely be blessed. I'll be waiting for the series. I watch all of them, so I will be there. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I just love your support. I seriously love your support and I just want to say if there's anything that I can do for you and the planner, please let me know because I love, 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 love what you were doing. And this has just been an awesome, awesome time today. Thank you so much. Like, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. I appreciate it. So that is it for this episode on The Planter. Thank you, Jessica, for coming on and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating it. If you'd like to stay in contact, please follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Planter. So T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. And you can also follow the blog and comment and just have conversation with me at theplanter.com. So again, T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode.